Let's just use that. <laughs> uh, Set your phasers, son. Well, let's get into it. What happens when you take a emo band full of rock stars and then you toss in two musicians who are true musicians to make an album? You get this album. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I don't know what any of that means, but I'm... I'm, oh, I can get into it right now. I'm going to follow along. Much. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So mostly, should you know we, that... Should we say what we're doing before we just start oh, talking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're doing <laughs> Taking Back Sundays. Loud... Wait, no, not louder. No. Jesus. Where you want to be? What does it feel it's like con- to be a hey, ghost, Danny? It's confusing. He does say louder now on this album. He and does. And <laughs> doing my top five, I realize I love... I mean, I love all early albums, but louder now is like my favorite take it back sunday album after reviewing it like i was like oh my god i love every track on this album <laughs> but anyway yeah this um th- so yeah this is episode 20 of b-side ourselves we're doing where where you want to be by taking back sunday um and we brought joe forth back from last week um because specifically because uh <laughs> joe is a very opinionated music fan just like we are but he all <laughs> Joe and I are always like shit kings to each other about our music opinions. <laughs> but one of there's like a couple like keystone places where we agree on a like we have a we both have the same like quote unquote controversial opinion. And um, that is that this out al- this Taking Back Sunday album is our favorite yeah. of their albums. 100%. I would have said that before research this week. Oh, it's still, yeah. It's, so you it's said my number two, week. but. <laughs> If if you would like to rank the albums during this episode, we I would too. be we could do that ready one. to do that as well. Yeah, I can easily do that. That's, yeah, that's a pretty easy one. Um, so. so I want to get into my my opening statements. Okay, yeah, go ahead. It's no hidden secret that Adam and then uh, God, Eddie, like he yep. just left the band, Eddie Reese, who was in the band forever because he had to leave because of drinking, like out of control. Like, the band is full of rock stars. And then you get for this album, because John Nolan left and God was the other original drummer. Sean, Matt, no, no, the bassist, Sean Cooper. Yeah. So they left and then you get a guy who doesn't like emo coming in to play bass and killing it. But we'll get to that later. And then you get Fred, who is this vegan up whole like really good guy joining these groups of, well, they're party animals. They're, rock stars you know they've gotten a taste i've read articles where like when they pulled up to record this album the three original members had like sports cars parked outside because they had just gotten to that point in their career so yeah yeah. fred fred never fit in with this band like personality wise because he is just so reserved and like just wants to make some good music and chill out 
And that's with Matt Rubano. Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. He doesn't like emo, but because his cousin was like obsessed with Take It Back Sunday, he joined the band because they were getting big and he wanted to. And when he in an article I read, he was asked to join the band and he got there and he's like, all right, can I hear the material you have? And they're like, oh, we don't know. You just get creative. You 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 show us what you want to do. And he said it was a lot of fun recording this and louder now, like. The recording process, everyone worked together and it was really fun. It's when you're not recording that this band had a lot of yeah. turmoil. Going on tour, that's when yeah. things start to really go south. When this era, re- they're touring nonstop. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, they toured nonstop, starting with all your friends and on. They just once they blew up, it was just nonstop touring. Yeah. And so just create a lot of fertility. Let me pose a question to you. Do you prefer, well, actually, I know that because you like Louder Now more, but the John Nolan Take You Back Sunday style or the Fred? And I'm assuming I, I like Fred more. I think he brings something to the table that John didn't like. John's good, but he's a very I don't want to say one note, but he's very like he's like your typical emo pop punk guy in the in Taking Back Sunday. Like he didn't do a lot of like innovative things where when Fred came in. They get, like Fred's an extremely talented guitarist and yeah. like something they weren't expecting. Like they weren't expecting someone that could write some of the riffs that he did. I mean, I lo- yeah, <clears throat> I love John Nolan and I'm a big fan of Straylight Run. Yeah, I, I, I prefer Straylight stuff. Yeah. to his Taking Back <laughs> Sunday stuff. And I don't want to get certain people like to misunderstand because I know like KDP and. A lot of my old friends like the first Take It Back Sunday is your karaoke jam. It is, oh yeah, it's still a great album. Sing along, it's, it's an amazing album. From it at all, yeah. I just think what he what Fred brings to the band was very underappreciated, yeah. and people don't realize how much he really like. Uh, what's it called? Make damn sure it was written by Fred. Like yeah, that was like his baby, and everyone it's seems their to not biggest hit. It's their he wrote their biggest hit, and the reason he left the band was because there was a lot of turmoil with his writing credits and like not listening to his ideas when they were clearly working. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know as much about it, but I can just tell you from what I, what stuff I like the best. Uh, I, w- I like Fred better than John too. And I actually, I think I, for a very long time, the only names I knew of people in this band were Adam's name. Um, and I don't know why, cause I, you, you remember, I was the guy that like knew everything about every person in every band I liked, but for whatever reason I didn't. And then I, I guess I knew, I came to know Fred's name almost after he left because he left. So, um, and then I didn't really even put all of the, um, it wasn't like super embarrassingly late, but I definitely didn't know right away that stray light run was people from taking back mm-hmm. Sunday. Like, <laughs> And I'm, you know, I just, so. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Did you ever listen to A Color Fred? Or The Color Fred? Um, I think, like, back in the day when it came out, I did. And I don't know. I can't remember, like, how I felt about it. and But obviously, I didn't love it. Or I would have. I, I wasn't know. crazy about that. He did another band, though, that I really liked. And that was Terrible Things. And yeah, that was Terrible Things. Was from Hot Rod Circuit and Kohe's drummer, Josh. Okay. I'll be I didn't love his first after. band, Breaking Pangea. Okay. They're okay. Yeah, they're okay. What a, name. <laughs> what a nerdy name. 
Like it's a great Fred, name, but it's so Fred's nerdy. a nerd, man. He's just a nerdy dude who loves playing guitar. Before anyway. we go further yeah. into this album, have you heard of the super group that's new? Oh, is with Anthony Green, right? The group is called Fucking Whatever, and it's Circus Survive, TBS, and Group Love. Mm. It's 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 interesting. It's very artsy. Josh, you will hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I only really like one of those three bands. So, you don't like Circus Survive? That doesn't seem like much of a Josh band to me. I don't so, know. He likes Coheed. He likes Take It Back Sunday. I feel like Circus Survive is kind of like a mesh of those two. Remember when I say that? If I say I don't like a band, I'm. <clears throat> I get. What's what's the word? <laughs> I like. I'm not saying like. I dislike the band. I'm it's just I, I, I should start really saying I, I don't into. know the band. Yeah. yeah. Like I know they're a band, but I don't know. I think that'd be a good homework project for Josh one episode. Give him a circa album to listen to. Well, I mean, this, that's what this show is all about is. Yeah, uh, I think that'd be good. Writing it in my notes here. Joe, did you ever listen to the sound of animals fighting? Yes. I feel like that's what this new supergroup kind of reminds me of. Maybe not yeah, completely it's not sound as, as it's not as like crazy as that, but because Sounds of Animals fighting got wild at times, yeah. like absolutely wild. I remember really liking like a few of their first songs, and then like when their second album came, I was like, I don't like this that anymore. This one was really good. The second one's when they got really weird with it, which is fine. Yeah, not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't super into the second one. The first one, the first album, I forgot what it was called, but that one was really good okay. did did you say the name a name of a band was the sound of animals fighting yes yeah. it's That's basically Circus survive mixed with rx bandits and then craig owens did an album with them too there was a lot of weird stuff going they on they all wear masks and you're not supposed yeah. to know who's in the band it took people a while to like figure out who everyone was hmm. but it was everyone from that scene like i still yeah. don't know everyone that was in it yeah i i really only know it was like circa and rx bandits together wasn't and, there someone from Blood well, Brothers in it? I think there might have been. I don't know. Very interesting stuff. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, do we want to do the stat sheet or do we want to do personal history first? Do that stat, son. Okay. Uh, released on July 27th, 2004. It's their second album. Uh, debuted at number three on the Billboard 200. Um, it sold a ton for, Which was unheard of at that time. Yeah, for that kind of I was gonna say for this it's, kind of, if you were this kind of band and you and you didn't have Blink in your name or yeah. Green in your name, uh, yeah, no, or maybe maybe Jimmy Eat World around this time, but like uh, it was Victory's highest selling album. Yeah, like it's which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and there was I read a whole thing about how like their sales. Uh, their sales plaque for it going gold like oh yeah it we're... wasn't given to them by victory it was given to them by warner brothers because the victory guy didn't want to do it and that guy's like, holding that independent guy's records down like, that guy's such a dick i was like, I was like how is giving there's... them an accolade holding them down there's a reason that victory basically went under you know which is but... sad because there were some great bands on oh, victory percent yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean that's there's a there's a bunch of numbers and stuff but i mean it's you know, this many by the it, it yeah. ended up selling like, like I think, oh no, no. see I didn't even I don't even know what it's at now, but like by early two thousand six it had sold like seven hundred thousand copies. So yeah, which again like in this time period, 
It's staggering. This is, this is at the very beginning of the like explosion of this yeah. scene into the mainstream. So, uh, so that's it for the stats. I have a theory, and it has nothing to do with the Take It Back Sunday and brand new fight. I always feel like if Deja Nintendo would have came out after this album, because this album pushed that culture into the limelight. I feel like Deja Nintendo would have been like bigger than this album. I <laughs> I don't think so because that band never wanted to be a big band. Like they didn't. They never cared about that. They they hated doing press. They hated doing all of that. They just did not care about being a big. They band. They hate playing their biggest song at their show. Yeah, they. I, that's why. <laughs> They released they ever the quiet things that no one ever knows, and that is like, you know, a pop yeah. song for the culture. I was like, oh, they're trying to get big, even though the rest of the album is nothing like that song, really. But no, I just never got the vibe from them that I ever cared about trying to be a Taking Back Sunday level band. They always <laughs> wanted to be like the kind of like niche underground. Like, if you know us, this is what we want to do, and they made a killing doing that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Well, and not not to make this a brand new episode, um, but in this, I so I was gonna say in my personal history like that I didn't get into this into Taking Back Sunday until my freshman year of college, um, and so I kind of which was two thousand four. So I kind of listened to both this album and Tell All Your Friends like at the same time, almost like it was just like this mega big album, not kind of real. I like seeing the stylistic differences and knowing it was two albums, but kind of like taking it all in at the same time. But, and, and that being said, my f- senior, senior year of high school, I, I definitely remember hearing like quiet things on the radio and like knowing that song. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was a song, there was a band called taking back Sunday, but I didn't know, but also like, all of the scene kids in my high school were like assholes. So I never even wanted to be like anywhere near that. So if my like little pocket of dudes that liked pop punk, um, did, like weren't telling me about a band, I didn't really know. So, right. Was it me Back singing when... on the counter? Cause I know this is, no, this is before I met you. This is like when I'm living down river. So no, oh. no, you weren't an asshole. I'm talking about pre Danny scene kids. <laughs> so. Um, the other the other major thing like so I've seen this band like a million times live um, and I still enjoy it even when it's the last band on the last day of Riot Fest and everyone else wants to leave. I still want to watch Taking Back Sunday. Um, and I have to say, though, this band seeing this band live is like one of my favorite like Danny related memories because um, you're always like nuts when we see well, you're nuts when we see any band, but. I, I specifically remember that weird show we went to in Toledo, like me, you, and Will at the Toledo Civic Center. Tab's so Tab is always so mad when I bring it up because she didn't go. Was it the one with me without you? I don't remember anyone else who played. I feel like it was that one because me without you just spent the whole night wrapping flowers on his mic stand, and I thought you were really angry about how boring they were but i don't remember oh i, I don't i might i might have been you know, thought you is one of the kings of bands going on tour with bands that just they shouldn't be touring with i agree just, and it's so because i love me without you they're one of my favorite bands but the tour the tours they choose to take sometimes i'm like guys you are not in the right crowd here yeah yep and then the other thing that i can't we can't talk about this album without referencing is singing these songs in the car together when we when we were roommates and i like i feel like 
especially the times when Tab was in the car and it was like early in our relationship, I could like I could hear her heart like falling in love with me through 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 us singing. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll never. Anytime I listen to any of the songs that we would sing in the car on this album, I'm instantly like thinking about that. So it was the best because TBS has always been the king of layering two different vocal yeah. lines. But this album, because Fred's amazing, it's it really stepped it up. And yeah. like me and, and you could always play out. off each other. Yeah. I, I remember times where you'd be like, oh, oh, you're going to take the high one. OK, that's fine by me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I have some other thoughts, but I think they go better in a different spot. So I'll, I'll save them for later. Anybody else want to talk about how they got into Take Meg Sunday or? Yeah, I don't even I don't even really know like I always think about this I'm like half the time I don't remember how I got into bands because it all kind of like happened at once for me like I was in high school and went to like the absolute punk forums and that was like a big like just popping in threads there seeing what bands everyone's talking about and starting to listen to them so I'm pretty sure I got started listening to Take Meg Sunday from there and like tell your friends was the first time I heard and then it's similar to you where I started just listening to all of them all at once because all those albums were out by then yeah well, yeah, when you were in high school, I mean, you, they, yeah, they would have definitely already been. Yeah. Like, so I just been all the way to at least louder now, right? I yeah, I think I I think I was getting into the cycle of it was like right before, um, new again was coming out. Oh, let's not talk about new again. Yeah, that's not. So problem. we will talk about new again at one point, but <laughs> I saw. I saw Take It Back Sunday. I think it was 2003 or 2000, 2003 or two. It was Warp Tour after Tell All Your Friends came out. They were on a smaller but still big stage, and I just remember like the experience of seeing Cute Without the or, Yeah Cute Without the E like live, and you're like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Like, <laughs> no, I was super bummed. I never got to see them with Fred. The first time I saw them was that reunion tour where John and Sean rejoined the band, and they played St. Andrews. I think I saw him with Fred. I don't remember where. Maybe it was like an 89X Christmas show or something. That that would make sense. I think we definitely saw him with Fred because we definitely saw them. You and I saw them together before the original lineup got back together and before New Again, too. Definitely. Then you definitely yeah. saw him with Fred, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Danny, I saw them many times. Yeah, yeah, it's, they all meld together. The, that's the reason I bring up the Toledo show because the venue was so weird that I rem- that like that's one that I like specifically remember seeing. We had to go back, right? Like it opened up into like a big barn garage thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one with me without you because I remember you were so annoyed by that. They that's were funny. good. And you I think the like only that, other but... thing I remember is that some girl was like hitting on Will and playing with his hair, and we were both like, <laughs> "What is happening?" <laughs> and he was like totally clueless too. Oh, um, I so sorry. I have one more thing, uh, Danny. You made me think of. I had the I saw the coolest thing, uh, Take Back Sunday thing ever, um, at the 2011 Warp Tour. I went to uh, the Warp Tour date in the Chicago area in Tinley Park, and you know how they they would have like uh, sometimes have like little acoustic sets and stuff at like different tents. So at one of the tents, I I caught um, Adam and John doing acoustic existentialism on prom night. Oh, which is like they did wild. that. They did that at the reunion tour with them, and they it was because and he let Adam sing it. It was really strange to like hear him sing that song instead yeah. of 
John. That show has one of my favorite Taking Back Sunday live moments was he climbed on the speakers at St. Andrews and was like going to jump down into the crowd, but no one was backing up. So I'm, I was up front. So I like pulled everyone back. I'm like, guys, get back. And like, you could tell Adam was appreciative because he like grabbed me and dragged me around the venue with him just singing Ghost Man on third. And Ooh. it's still one of the most wild moments I've like experienced. I was like, holy shit. That's really cool. Man, you fucking got on stage with Green Day. And you... <laughs> Do you remember that Green Day story that, that Danny told? This is the guy that he was with on stage. Nice. <laughs> what a jerk. Joe, get out of here. <laughs> All right. Do we want to go? Uh, we want to do our track by track analysis. Yeah, let's dive in. Let's do it. All right. Am I, uh, am I, am I leading us through? Uh, yeah, you can lead us. Sure. Yeah. Danny, I'll give you a break. Um, <laughs> track number one set phasers to stun. Gotta love that Star Trek reference just to start out the album. Perfect. Oh, it's not a Star, Star Wars, Wars. reference. <laughs> no, Star <laughs> just done as a Star Trek. <laughs> Man, if I could high five you, I would. <laughs> Once what, COVID's over. What a way to start an album. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amped up right in the start. That guitar intro riff just—it's just a perfect example of like Fred. Like Fred just shows who he is right away with such an awesome start to it. Danny. <laughs> I, well, sorry. I also think I didn't know if Joe had more. <laughs> Um, the drums really stand out in this song, too. I mean, it's a great intro to begin with. You instantly hear the difference in singing with both, not just not just Fred being there, but I feel like Adam sings different on this album. Like yeah. He is taking cues from Fred. He's learning. It's so like much his... more polished. Yeah. And it's funny because this is... Uh... Wait, hold on. Let me read this. It's the only song on the album that's kind of played out to me. Like, this is kind of one I skip more often than not. Just because really? I listen hmm. to it so much. I don't hate it. It's just, but I'm like, just like kind okay. of over it. <laughs> I wrote something on here that I wrote on almost every song. I love the co-singing. Yeah, that's, just, I have I that on my it's notes too. Just the dual every vocals. Yeah. And then like that end breakdown of, and like the bridge, which I wrote like for every song. Take Next Sunny just knows how to write a really good bridge. Yeah, they do. Every one of their songs, it seems they have like such a amazing like sing along bridge that just goes so. This well. is the I if I talk in my sleep one, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just keep quiet. so good. I put little lyric references because I because I listen to I, it all like bleeds together for me, for, mm-hmm. with the exception of a couple songs that I like put little lyrical cues on each. On I, each I feel like our notes just are so. the exact same because I did the same thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is, uh, I got a bad feeling. It, and some of the like song names, I'm like, which one is that? Well, that's the other thing is the song names have nothing to do with the song no. half the time. So. Wait, I have a little asterisk in my notes I didn't read. It says, Danny, you don't hate this. Oh, I don't hate this song. <laughs> it's because I love Bonus Mosh Part 2 so much that I'm usually just like, I think when I was taking notes, I was just like, oh, that's why I keep skipping this, because I want to hear Bonus Mosh Part 2. <laughs> Sorry, right, well, I was like, what did I bring? of uh, track number two, Bonus Mosh Part 2. Yeah, yeah. That fucking boom. That boom. Just... No, one, no one's got anything. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking. Uh, I, I think it's another one of those songs where I enjoy the riff and the bridge again. I, I think the lyrics are kind of just eh. 
Well, that's the I, thing I realized. I just like I know the words, but I don't know the words. Yeah, once you sit down and look at them, you're like, oh, interesting. And it's for, like for me, it's the exact opposite because like Seth Phaser's son gets me so amped up that bonus mosh comes. I'm like, it's like a cool down for me. I'm like, okay, we're getting into the album now. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Matt Rubano's baseline on this song is amazing. Okay, I think that's the best thing about one of the best things about this album is the bass lines that drive certain songs. This is one of them that if you listen to the bass, it drives the whole song. It's just so good. Yeah. Sorry, maybe that's why I love this so much. Oh, that bass is good. And like I said, the end of the song when everything's building up and just going off at the end is the best part about the song. Yeah. I do love like on the on the chorus. I love the the difference between like the verse going into the first like it's love like like that. Ugh, that that that. And then the the bridge too. The Joe, you said it on the last one. Like they do a good job of having bridges that are like different than the the rest of the song, but at the same time, it's still it's not like clashing it's, it's yeah it's, it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere it feels like the song's building up to that bridge to transition it to the end yeah i can't believe no one's mentioned the awesome sci-fi woo-woo in this song <laughs> they, there's some wild noises in some of these songs of this album like they just come out of nowhere and you're like oh <laughs> that should have been on set phases just done don't you think yeah actually <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, right. That's all i got out of this song uh Track number three, A Decade Under the Influence. This is like one of the most classic Taking Back Sunday yeah. songs you can have. Like, it's just an absolute classic. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my favorites uh, on this album. And I um, I like to joke that this is the Star Wars reference song because this, I got a bad feeling about this. They say that's a, <laughs> that's a line they say in every Star Wars movie. So, um, you know, that's... Uh, that's the Star Wars reference after the Star Trek reference in the first song. So this um, song gives me nightmares. Why? So I I covered this in my original band Stereo Addiction and I had to do the Adam part and I would I always felt like I was doing a bad job of it, but I did all right. But it's just like the practices, the practices were so long of me trying to do Adam's voice or his like yells, and especially stuff. this song because he like gets high in this song. Yeah. Like there's that chorus, like the right the start uh, he used to say, and it like gets loud. Like he's, uh, I I'd, I could kind of hit that note back in the day. I don't think I could do it anymore. <laughs> I think this is literally the song where you said, "Oh, you're taking the high one." Yeah. I, there was many times I was just like, Josh, you go ahead. I'm going to take Fred here. Yeah, it's uh, it's I definitely I would say uh, since my frame of reference for this is is the car ride, uh, whether it's with you or driving uh, tab back from a from a party in Warren uh, <laughs> um, that I have to be like at least a half an hour into the car ride before I can uh, comfortably get anywhere near Adam on this course. <laughs> so. <laughs> I used to be a first tenor. No one can tell right now because I have a sinus infection and I sound like something deep and you scary. Have a sinus but... infection? Yeah, really cool. Oh no! I'm glad I'm vaccinated and I don't have any other symptoms or I'd be freaking out right now. Oof. So. <laughs> <laughs> and but. this is an, another one of those songs with the bridge and end. Like, 
I think we're going to have a lot of the it's same. Just, it's crazy that that's, yeah, you're going to hear that every time, but like the close your eyes, just settle like that when it just, the, it just sounds so aggressive. Like when it gets to that part, it comes out of nowhere and just like, Ooh, this now. So this is the song that's about him having the awkward car ride with his ex-girlfriend, like to and from the cold play concert yeah. that they bought tickets for. Um, this song is so much more intense than that story. Yeah, you would think, like it yeah. Be. When I read that, I'm like, yeah. wait, what this that's what he's like framing this with is a Coldplay concert with the next that he seems to be on decent terms with <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just really doesn't like Coldplay yeah who does but back in 2004 Coldplay was amazing so back off Josh <laughs> they have a couple they have like one or two good albums they have a couple songs yeah their first two or three albums and then yeah. they really went down a weird Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> path <laughs> we just blame them for blame them for things that she does that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes around here. So. <laughs> track Anything four. else on this one? No. Track four? On. Hey, don't, <laughs> I'm doing that this episode. Don't try to take it from me. Um, track four. This photograph is proof. I know you know. It's on the Spider-Man See, 2 soundtrack. One, this one gave us the vocal cue um, in the title, finally. Yeah. So. This used to be my ringtone in high school for the longest time. And like, it's one of those things where it's like, you hear it so much, you get tired of it. But like, yeah. I haven't listened to it in so long that I was like, Ooh, I forgot how good this song is. It's one of Adam's best vocal performances. Yeah. Like the notes he hits and how long he holds them half the time. So good. Yeah. He oh. really showed out for this album. The Drop everything. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Again, I know I talked about how much of a partier was. I think he's a great musician. I just think he's a partier, <laughs> like recording wise. They nail it. And yeah. performance wise, I've never seen them be la- bad live. They've been inconsistent when I've seen them. It's been some shows he's unbelievably good. And the next thing he's got like this wild Southern drawl and all the songs. That... Oh, Joe <laughs> brought it up before I did. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. What the deal? What is the deal with him? I don't. And you hear it in his, you hear it in his singing, like after basically, like after louder. Now it's like, what, what happened? Did he, did he move? Like I, I. Well, he's from North Carolina, but yeah, but it, like it. you never heard it until like after like louder. Now something clicked, and he's like, you know what? I'm a North Carolina boy. <laughs> is it is it kind of like Apollo Crews uh, using his uh, quote unquote Nigerian voice now in his character? <laughs> I saw that. I didn't know anything about that, and I saw that at WrestleMania last night, and I was like... It's like Alana's Russian accent. Hey, Hey, we did wrestling last week. (laughs) Wrestling, it's all wrestling all the time, Danny. Ah, Um, Great. And again, I wrote co-singing. Yeah, the the dual vocals on this is... These two songs back-to-back is like two of my favorites on the album. Yeah. No. Great placement. All right. Uh, anything else on that one? Nope. Okay. I couldn't remember if everyone had said something. So, um, number five, the union. Supposedly, this song is about John and Sean. Supposedly. Yeah. I've I've seen that too. This song's fine. It's a good. It's it's one of those songs in the album that I'm like, okay, this is fine. It's their fast punk song on the album. What's funny is this is my favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. Or one of them. It's up there. Like musically, I love it. It's just I think everything around it kind of. I'm just like okay. 
What has those, that slow breakdown that you like, though? Yeah, it does. That part's great. I don't know. I don't know why this song's never clicked for me. I think I like the fast, high energy of it because I don't know. I just really love the fast energy, then drop into the slow. And then, of course, the bass line again is sick. Yeah, the bass, this is, it really showcases the rhythm section on this song very well. Yeah, the drums. Whoo, whoo, dirty. Whew. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, here we go. Here it is. Number six, new American classic. Love this song. I love this song. song. Yeah, 100%. It's love, love, love. It's probably my favorite, like, slow Taking Back Sunday song. I think the the switching of verses between Adam and Fred, it just, oh. Except that on the second verse with Fred, he, I, I hate singing along to it in this one spot where he finishes one line and then starts the other line before he's done holding the note from the first so like obviously like it's layered <laughs> from the not, yeah. i'm like no like why'd you do that so my only note is one of the best taking back songs ever written yeah <laughs> yeah so good <laughs> i um this makes me think though so my opinion of taking back sunday slow songs is that generally you know a taking back slow song taking back sunday slow song that is starts its life as a slow song and is on this like the studio version as a slow song are usually like really good if there's a regular song that then they they then decide to do a slow acoustic version of adam decides like half the time i'm just gonna murder this song and like make it sound completely different than the original yeah i get that there's a live acoustic album that it's like live. It was during the new again era live at the aura sounds. And I think that does a good job of it. Like he, not, and I think it's cause it was professionally recorded. So he knew he had to try. <laughs> he had to try. Yeah, I just, just hear, I hear some of these acoustics and I'm like, like that's your friend's acoustic. I don't know. How I feel about that one. I feel like I'm being mean. I love this band and I love their music. I just sometimes I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> There's some questionable choices sometimes. Well, they did release in 2013 the it's Taft 10 acoustic. It was their first yeah. album yeah. acoustic, and I actually like that whole album. I think their first album translates well to acoustic. I'll I'll give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Like not during this, but like because I, I could, couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But there's just and maybe maybe if I look at the entirety of their like acoustic stuff. Maybe it's just a couple outliers that I just focused on, but there's a, there's some songs where they, he just like totally changed the, the whole nature of the song in the acoustic recording. And it's, it's like, it might not even be that it's bad on its own, but that it's just like when you took something and changed it so much, it makes it bad to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm also trying to reframe it. So I'm not sounding as like such an asshole too so not, not possible no, too late already an asshole can't can't help it all right uh number seven i am fred astaire i read that adam wanted to highlight frank's vocals more fred frank fred's frank. vocals more <laughs> you know frank he's a he's in the touring uh he's one of the touring musicians with them yeah i really love the vocals of the chorus i love the scream mm-hmm. older and wiser still feel like that's 
that's a good chorus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything outside the chorus was kind of it's kind of eh to me. Like the chorus is great, but I don't I don't really get like how he said this is a song that he'd want Fred to shine on because I don't feel like this is a big like Fred. I don't either. I read that and, and then so I listened I, to the song again and I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Like New American Classic feels more like a Fred song. Yeah, yes. I'm surprised we didn't mention that. Like that's Fred killing. Yeah, it that song part doesn't song. happen without Fred. Maybe I attributed the wrong fact to the wrong song. I don't know. No, because I read the same thing too. Because okay, I was okay, like good. absolutely puzzled by it. I don't know. You pro- you and I probably just read the same dumb article. Probably. the The other thing I said that is like the build up to the first chorus is great because it like makes it seem like it's gonna go into the chorus, then it fakes you out and goes into another verse. Oh yeah, I love the we get it. Hmm. <laughs> I'm actually I, I I've been this whole time I've been listening to the songs really low. Wow, <laughs> oh, right. it, it really helps me. Like, <laughs> I realized strange. I could do that a couple episodes ago, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good that's a good idea." I should like start doing that. Peter Gabriel it gives like, me something. Yeah, like it's just low enough that I know what's going on, but not, but you know, enough that I can hear it. So doesn't take away from you guys at all. Just oh. like a little. Oh, background noise. All right. This song, uh, this, uh, when I found out why this next song's uh, title, it made me laugh really hard and made me think of myself here. Um, <laughs> number eight is uh, 180 by Summer. And uh, apparently there was a, a bet that um, Eddie, right? Mm-hmm. Eddie lost that he, he was going to be 180 pounds by Summer. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so they made the song titled it. Oh, yeah. man. I actually promised myself last summer that that was going to be my last fat summer, and I'm running out of time, guys. You got this. Got a couple it's more COVID time. You can't fight yourself too much. Oh, it's uh, I'm I'm bringing it up to be funny, but thank you for the support. <laughs> <laughs> I've gained weight over this COVID thing. I don't yeah. like it. I think everybody yeah. has. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to not. Is it called the COVID fifteen? COVID. COVID nineteen. It's the COVID nineteen. No, I meant the pounds you gain. I don't remember. Never mind. Yeah, no, no, I know. 19 pounds. I feel like or I'm getting more. more than that. 19 plus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this is another where it's, not to get into the next song, but it's another two-song stretch where it's just back-to-back bangers. Okay, good. Whew. Yeah, so no, this we're, is... We're on 180 by, 180 180 by, by Summer, summer right? yeah. <laughs> the vocal harmonies, because it's not even them singing over each other. Their it's harmonies awesome. together are fucking gorgeous gorgeous and then i mean i i i was like i'm gonna end up writing this on too many songs but rubano's bass line in this song mm, rock hard man (laughs) yeah and it's funny because it's like the same notes every time for me too it's like the harmonies excellent back and forth vocals great and another great bridge and ending just i wrote just know how to do it so well I actually wrote at this part, I was like, this is kind of a bad album to review because every song is good and they yeah. all have about the same notes. So I'm just going to try to talk about all the other TBS stuff I can. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes we got to do a, we have to do it, Chris Farley with Paul McCartney uh, episode, you know. Mem- <laughs> mem- remember that one time when you the Beatles? It was awesome. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Uh, number five. or n- No. Number no. nine. <laughs> Number five, number five with a bullet. You see what I did there. This song's the the intro to this song just it's, it's a very distinct is, opening. 
It's yeah. like the best song they play live when they do play it live because you're like just screaming along to this song is just perfect. I'm so pretty this... sure the last few times I saw them, he started it and then he just let the crowd sing it. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. Lazy. I came here to watch you sing. <laughs> Give me it's some of your first... paycheck. No, I'm just kidding. It's one of the um, first songs I think of when I think of Take Mech Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so this song is directly like a direct reference to High Fidelity with John Cusack. Just Charles the title. Huh? Just the title. Yeah, no, I know. That's what oh, I, I thought you said it. Oh, sorry. And then I also, I remember hearing that, I guess, I don't know if it was Adam and Pete Wentz or Adam and Patrick or maybe both of them. But there was when when Sugar Were Going Down came out, there was some sort of like tense interaction like, hey, man, are you making fun of me? Because number one with a bullet. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I remember, I remember like um, hearing that. I don't know like the validity of it or if it was like actually that big of a deal or, but yeah, that he like confronted them on uh, or something. So the song is about like fighting yourself on not having sex with someone, right? Like, no, don't do this. Like, I want to be in love before I have sex, and then beating yourself up over not having sex with them. Are you positive? I'm absolutely Absolutely sure. sure. But the way that the way that Adam sings and then Fred sings the parts back to it, it's almost like these two dudes are like, which is totally fun. Hey, man, saying. love is love. Two thousand four. <laughs> but that's it. the that's the impression I get. <laughs> that, that it's a fun one though. Like that last chorus of just like the escalating. Yeah. Just so you know, <laughs> and then like harmonizing the background is just ah. Uh, Yeah, it's one of my favorites by far. Yeah, the the last half of this album is like the B side. You got mm-hmm. New American Classic, one eight by one eighty by Summer, number five with a bullet. Excuse yeah. me, sir. New American Classic is the last song on the A side. Are you sure? Is it really? Yes. Yeah. I don't have this on vinyl. Which, by the way, <gasps> I need to get this on vinyl still. No, it's oh, not released. What? Like it is released, but you can't find it now easily. I have you it. You have it. I have it. It's you know what else? It's of I think it's because of Victory going under because they were repressing all these old bands albums for like multiple times. And now with <sighs> Victory done, they're just not hard. They're not easy to find now. Like I have tell all your friends and I'm happy about that. But I, I want louder now and I want we want it or where you want to be. I don't have any Take Mac Sunday vinyl. Which you is know like, what else Josh has that made me mad the other day? I was in the shower and Matchbook Romance came on. And I remember when he bought it, he's like, you should, you should get one too. And I was like, nah, I'm fine. I beat myself up every day over that. Dude, do you, do you remember we were driving, we were driving home from Riot Fest 2015. And I found out that like Kings Road merch was, had pressed it or whatever and was selling it. And I was like freaking out. And, and I was, but I was in, you know, it's like mid to late September. So I'm in like, um, don't buy anything because your birthday is in two weeks, like lockdown. And uh, I had to like, I had to like beg tab to let me just buy it because I was like, <laughs> but if someone doesn't buy it and then it's gone. Yeah. I, I learned to stop messing around with records. If it's something I want, that's going to be limited. You just got to go for it. Cause otherwise you're paying I, hundreds of dollars after. 
I have so many records coming that I forgot about. Like I today I ordered Chiodos's Bone, oh, Palace, Bone Palace Ballet because it got relaced, and yeah. I'm gonna get it in October now because that's when it comes out. But yeah. I'm like, yeah, I uh, I have a minus the bear repress coming. Like I have I, acoustics? like a long list of records. No, I have uh God, what why can't I think of the album name right now? Uh, Planet I'm Ice acoustics this week. I wish I could get Planet Ice. My big one that I'm so excited about, I don't know if you've heard in a past episode or online because you follow Instagram, but I got Saves a Day in Rivera. Like, I have that coming too in Reverie. Oh, I'm God, so excited. So it. excited. It was All right. so scary to get. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to a little devotional, track 10. Ooh, I stole it, Josh. <laughs> hey, so next track, track 10, little devotional. <laughs> uh, I don't really have any notes on this guy. This really? is it's, to me. I have the same kind of thing where it's just like this is kind of like a wind down after the last two songs where I'm just kind of like, whoa, like you guys went off and now it's just all right. Let's, let's slow <laughs> it down again. A cigarette but, during this one. Yeah, yeah, this is the the chill down before the end. I don't think so. Like I think the the guitar tone's really fun and it really gets like dancey. Like it's almost yeah, like it's, up, it's got a little fun too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's I think, a fun song. I don't think it's as good as One A by Summer Number Five, but yeah, no, it's. I, still, think, I don't think there's a bad song on this album. There's just it when you have so many like mega hits like the last couple, it's hard to yeah yeah compete with it. It's where it's wild to think that like I think like none of these songs that as fans we think are like classic songs uh, are like were singles. Yeah. Decade Under the Influence, and I think this photograph is proof for the two singles. Which is wild. And uh, neither one of them, like, got any airplay. They, they, There was a whole thing about how they weren't, like, paying for airplay. They were doing the whole street team model, which was, like, huge in 2004. Like, mm-hmm. being on the band street team. <laughs> but You know, it sucks. Now that we're... Um, yeah, you guys can't relate to me to when this album came out. I was working in Hot Topic... And all the emo kids that were obsessed with Tell All Your Friends were pissed at this album. Like, they hated it when it came out. I thought it was good, and it grew on me even way more. But, like, the day it dropped, like, people were making fun of me for liking it. It was intense. That's crazy. To, like, it's I... so funny because it is, like, it was one of those, like, I've, I, I experienced it, but not to the level you did because I got into, like, I didn't get, I didn't have prior knowledge, so but I knew that there was like that dissension, uh, dissension and um, but I I feel like when I think about bands that like they matured in a way I don't like and I didn't like that album, like this album and Tell Your Friends aren't different enough to make that alarm in stylistically to make that alarm bell go off for me. Like this is a more it's polished a, it's a natural progression yeah, like yes. and then the other thing is how many bands can you say like had a pretty drastic lineup change and somehow like got a little bit better like on their yeah. second album like they they were set up to fail they lost two of their core contributors they were a cult favorite at the time and now they're gonna have to do this and they somehow managed to succeed at it this is a this is a comeback it's not a sophomore slump <laughs> for sure so but I mean, I can't get mad, too mad at those people because I remember when uh, Black Parade came out, I thought it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> Me too. <And> I was talking <laughs> shit. 
It turned out I really loved that album. Me too, yeah. But I, I was like, Three Cheers yeah, is the, the best thing ever. You guys are idiots. This is a dumb soap opera. <laughs> as much as as much as um, Black Parade is good, Three Cheers is still better in my heart. So, Oh, yeah. Cemetery Drive. Album. Yeah. It's so hard to rank my chem albums. They're all so good. Like really? even danger, oh. even day, I even like Danger Days. I would love to talk to you another day about that because I can't get into Danger Days, but I want to because I like the the theme of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're I, like, come on, listen to it, and Danny's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I just maybe I, I'll try it again now. It's been a few years, but I didn't right. deserve that laugh, Joe. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. All right, last song. Uh, dot dot dot. Slow dance on the inside. <laughs> Track eleven. So. This is a song they had originally written with John and Sean. Yep. And they played it live, and it was completely different at the time. And then they agreed to just, they agreed to, like, take back so they could have the song. John's like, sure, whatever. Yeah, the the thing I wrote said they, uh, it was one of the last tracks they wrote together, and that they, they, they called a truce on it because uh, O'Connell had worked on some Straylight Run tracks. What I think is funny. funny is this is also known as a song that's about Adam and Michelle Nolan's breakup. So, like, they took the song from John. Yeah. And they made the lyrics about the breakup with his sister and <laughs> all that drama that I, I mean, nothing's been officially said. But, you know, it was like Adam cheated on John's sister during Warp Tour, supposedly. And then he still wanted to be with her. So he wrote this song. <laughs> Hmm. I think this is one of the most underrated Taking Back Sunday songs that people don't really mention. It's really good. It's really good. It's but it's never on my list. Yeah, it's it just one. Of, it's like probably their biggest like sleeper. Just it goes under people's radars. But when you listen to it, you're like, damn, why don't I listen to this song more? Yeah, <laughs> I had literally had that exact thought process when prepping for this. Like that guitar slide into the chorus is is so good. Any any skips on this album, gentlemen? No. no, no, I straight through. Yeah, yep. Just just take a pause to flip it if you own it on vinyl. You know. Yeah. Hold on a second. Um, uh, what's what's the Blinkway Two song? That's Do you care if I don't know what to say? Will you sleep tonight? Or no, that's there is. It's a boxcar box racer. Yeah, that's boxcar racer. So that drum line sounds exactly like the drum lines from the song, like that drill, like, but yeah. it's like even got the certain high hit parts. Yeah. Like, Ooh. But I hear it. I would never say Travis Barker stole anything from anyone. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, speaking of that, uh, hold on. So no. um, a weird connection. Well, not not weird, but just uh, damn it. Oh, the music video that. that yeah, Tom you know, directed. Tom DeLong directed. I don't I remember reading it of. It was one of the songs. It's one of the songs of this album, but I can't remember which one now. They recorded in like 48 hours. Well, there no you go. Time to long. Just release some Angels and Airwaves already. Sweet Lord, please. Stop teasing us every day with like, oh, here's a picture of me and the album's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do At our least... top five mother effers. All right, we want to go one by one. Actually, this is going to be a top six by everyone. I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so do your number six first, then. Um, I'll, I'll go first. My uh, honorable mention number six is 
Divine Intervention from Louder Now. Nice, nice. It's uh, one of those really hmm. good uh, Taking Back Sunday slow songs. That's a good one. I like it. It's got a little dog bark in it, which is cool. <laughs> you like go, Joe? Yeah, my number six, I put Flicker Fade on here. It's Ooh. probably my favorite post, like, first three albums Taking Back Sunday song. <laughs> My number six is actually off Happiness Is, and that doesn't happen often because that album's not that great. But Better Homes and Gardens is mm. a wonderful song by that. Yeah. My number five is Better Homes and Gardens. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried um, no one so would put anything off Happiness Is. <laughs> I, so I so I have to say, and I don't know if, we're actually, if we were going to end up doing albums, but... Happiness is hit me different because, you know, n- new again, not great. Uh, Take Back Sunday, good, but not as good as I wanted it to be, especially for the with the like um, group getting back, like the original lineup getting back together. And then happiness is like I don't really skip any songs. Like it just hit me. I wasn't expecting it to be good, so the fact that it was pretty good, like really good. Um, it it puts it higher on my list for me just because and and this the song is also about like a breakup and it sounds like a divorce um because of the ring and stuff and of course the song came out right when i got divorced so it was it hits you at the right point in time so that's a really good song yeah my number five is what's it feel like to be a ghost yeah that that riff is shit oh the start of that song god it just gets you hyped. Yeah. That album was the hardest for me to pick songs from to be my top because, like I said, Louder Now. Anyways, so my number five is a surprise. I listened through it besides Tidal Wave, which I still have not listened to yet. I listened to every album in preparation for this. The self titled album, Take It Back Sunday. There's some good I songs. I hated out there. the first time I listened. I jammed it this time i have a way different appreciation for this album really good songs on there so i chose this is all now that's one of the best on that album yeah and i'm like i actually kind of want to get this on vinyl and i've never i it was a throwaway to me before this like i was like that i'm not into it but i am now yeah it that album is a big grower yeah yeah, not a shower (laughs) (laughs) all right my uh we're on number four yeah, my number four is "You're So Last Summer" from "Tell All Your Friends." Wow, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I as a uh, as someone who was always like a, a kind of a sucker when I was a when I was a, a young man uh, hanging out with the ladies that that line of like you could slip my throat and with my one last gasping breath I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt like oh, that's me ah. to a T to a T. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, my number four is number five with a bullet. You should have made that number five. Come on. I, 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 What's I, wrong I, with you? I should have, but yeah. As I said before, that the chorus, that intro, everything about that song is just an absolute classic. Uh, ironically, my number four is New American Classic. <laughs> where You Want to Be? Yeah. From Where You Want to Be. All right, Josh, yeah, what's your three? We got it. We got it. Uh, my number three is Call Me in the Morning from Taking Back Sunday. Another great um, nice. That song is, uh, 
that's like one of Tab and I's like songs that we like, like you know, like your song kind of thing, Aww. quote unquote. So not it's not our it's not number one. The number one one is everything needs a lady acoustic version <laughs> from trio. the Damnesia, but um, it's one of the ones you know. So, man, taking back Sunny self title album. It's I'm better than you guys are... yeah. It's better than people remember. Like I, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to that album because there's some really good stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, my number three is New American Classic. <laughs> Just switching it up here. Yeah. <laughs> My number three is Spin off the album Louder Now. I love that song. And the way it starts, it actually makes me feel like I'm spinning. That's and the then point. when the guitar's picking, like, do 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 do. Sorry, I was just putting they, it they, they really let Fred shine on that album guitar wise. Yeah, they did. All All right, right, my, my number three. No, number or number two, two yeah. number two. My number two is Decade Under the Influence from Where You Want to Be. We That's honorable. Said it. That's honorable. <laughs> we already said it. Yeah. Um, my number two is Make Damn Sure. I know awesome. it's like I know it's like the song, but it's for it's that song for a good reason. Yeah. They're probably their one of their best songs, pound for pound. Like my number two is Ghost Man on Third. From Tell All Your Friends. I love that song. It's like a haunting song. Like yeah. That, it's just the guitar like, it's plays. a little creepy vibe to it. Oh. And I love the, I love the, the way he the way sings. He like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, I can't do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> My number one, I'm sure you guys have figured it out, listeners and you guys alike, is New American Classic from... <gasps> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had to try to with both of those songs that were on this album. I was like, "This is one of my favorite songs on this album." Yeah, <laughs> didn't want to like spoil it. So yeah, I love uh, this song. Yeah. It's We've all set. Yeah, it. It, it's all on the list. So yeah, uh, my number one is "Bike Scene" from "Tell Your Friends." That is, it's their best bridge. Like, uh, it's by far my favorite. It's one of the first songs I heard when I started listening to them. My number one, because I like the faster, heavier stuff, and I love bass lines, is Error Operator. Like the that bass line starts with like, yeah. oh god, and then it just gets heavy. I love Louder Now, you guys. I didn't realize how much I love Louder Now, but I really love Louder Now. So I think it really says something about Taking Back Sunday's catalog that you know we. Um, we all picked our top five songs, and there's only one song that was on all three, and then one other song that was on more than one, and like just gives you an idea how how many good songs they have in their catalog. Yeah. So it's cool. I'm glad that it shook out that way. Yeah, I was worried we'd all have the same catalog. one, but I was but too. I mean, besides new again, I I feel like. Did I like anything off Blue Van? Catholic Knees is good. Um, to me is good. Everything Must Go is good. All right, so maybe I don't hate. I don't. I, I it's, think New Again just kind of forgettable. New Again would have been a good like five song EP. Yes, yes. Bands need to do those more. Yeah, because that 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 would have been a lot of a different take on that album. Because that's like their most critically panned album by a lot of people. That's just it. Just didn't work. But. Yeah. 
bands like Alkaline Trio should stop doing EPs and put out a damn record. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. it says something though that they were able to put out an album that like people didn't like and then really come back from it too though. So well, yeah, because if there's a oral history about taking next Sunday, I think that All Press did a while ago, and they were almost they almost broke up after this album. The drummer basically said, "I'm not in the band anymore unless John and Sean come back." Mm. Was that the that's new again? Yeah, yeah. He hated uh, the two members that joined Matt Fazzi, Fazzi and whoever I forgot the other guy's name, but he hated them. I think that's probably why it's so forgettable because I don't feel like the bass lines are as remember are like amazing and of course you don't have fred or john yeah. so. and they didn't do any du- well, there's like no dual vocals on that album at all it's just it was a very stylistic change for the worse well all of that makes sense then knowing all no now knowing all of that so so you say don't check out tidal wave i didn't like tidal wave i didn't either when did that come out? I didn't even know that came out. 2016. I'll say it's more recent. Yeah. That's not that recent. We are 2021 right now. That was the, and that was the, and then they did a tour and played that album all the way through and people were not happy about it because they didn't like announce it until after people bought tickets. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like tours that don't play at least some hits. You gotta like do. I think they did like uh, six or seven hits after it, but. People were so just like annoyed and frustrated by that point. Yeah, because people aren't all. You're, I mean, people don't want to hear a whole new album unless it's like a diehard fan base that follows all your new material. Yeah, like the yeah. cover of Tidal Wave throws me off. It looks like it should be like an easy listening album with like the little child looking over the water. <laughs> well, they made it look like an old album. Yeah, that's what they did for Happiness is too, with like the faded like record and like outline of it. So we're yeah. just like an old vintage album. Hmm. What are you guys doing? <laughs> talking, to the ba- talking to the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. All that right. Was... Well, that so that was uh, taking back Sunday's second album. Where you want to be? We got a guest mix, don't we? We do. Is that we next? Do. Yes. yes. All right, Joe. Joe are I'm you ready? Excited. I'm ready. Joe got these questions earlier than any other host because I wasn't playing. I said I need these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Number one. uh, What's your favorite love song? Uh, It's a weird one, but Defeater, I don't mind. Which Defeater's like a hardcore band, a hardcore punk band. And they have this song that's like acoustic and comes out of nowhere, but really great song. Can't say I've heard of it. You've never heard of Defeater. You've never heard of the song. The song. I've heard oh, okay. Yeah, if you just heard Defeater like outside of that and then you heard this song, you'd be very confused. It happens. It happens. Um what's your go to angry song? Uh I put I wrote two down. Uh Converge Dark Horse and Rage Against Machine Grill Radio. I've heard of both of those to make up for like, previous lack of have you actually listened to Converge? Yeah, yeah. No, not oh, you. Oh, I was like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, am yeah, I being I love... challenged in my guest list? No, I, I was asking Converge. Josh. You do like Converge? Yeah, man. Okay. Let me, let me type bullshit. this in so I know talking he's, song titles. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't even like Converge. I like heavy music. It's just yeah, a little. Man. I love Concubine and Wretched World. Those are pretty good. <laughs> anyway. 
what what is the song that has influenced you the most uh i did green day burnout because that was like when i started getting into like pop punk i found that cd in my stepdad's like closet and i put it in my cd player and it was kind of opened my eyes to the whole music scene with that he is good love it um what's your current favorite song um so i did too because for favorite song from like this year that i listened to is foxing speak with the dead i'm really excited for that new album yeah i know you love foxing you talk about them all the time and then a song that i've been listening to a lot that's not from a new band is the weaker thens plea for a cat named virtue hold on what weaker thens album is that that is off of reconstruct no why do I not know what album that's from? Um, do to do, do. What's it called again? Uh, plea from a cat named Virtue. It is on Reconstruction site. Ah, that's a, so I've never listened. I owned Left and Leaving when I was younger, and I loved it. And then mm-hmm. I've never listened to another Weaker Than's album. But listen to Reconstruction site. That's probably my favorite Weaker Than's album. I mean, left for left and leaving was really. It's a good. great, yeah. It's a great album too. Those are like one and two. Oh, I think I've listened to Fallow because I think when I checked out Left and Leaving, I was like, oh, I like this band. And this was back when I was newer. Cool. Keep going. <laughs> that, what is your all-time favorite song? Uh, another one I put two down. Uh, Cody and Cambria, Time Consumer, and Gaslight Anthem, The Backseat. Those are two bands I knew that you were a bit, really big fan of. Yeah. It was really hard to just pick a song from each because I'm like, uh, uh, I love both those bands a lot. I'm trying to remember what you missed to go to Gaslight. You missed something. It was NASCAR was... weekend. Yeah, I... <laughs> that's what it was, yeah. Because <laughs> it was the, I, and I, I hate to say it, but I'm glad I did because I don't think they're ever going to play another show again. Oh, yeah. But no, you made the right choice, I'm sure. What was the Coheed song? Time Consumer. What album is that? Second on? stage, first song on second, or second song on second stage, technically. Okay, good. Cool. <laughs> All right, what's your go-to karaoke song? So I never karaokeed ever, but if I did, I'd probably do Bruce Springsteen "Thunder Road." <laughs> good choice. Um, what song makes you want to get up and dance? Carly Rae Jepsen "Cuts of the Feeling." <laughs> that song is a jam and a half. Joe loves Carly Ray. That song comes on at like a Pikulski basement party. It's game over. All right, it's game on. Most... You mean? Yeah, or well, either <laughs> or, whatever. Yeah, I mean, or... Joe Joe just breaks it down so hard that everyone else leaves. That's how bad. That's how crazy <laughs> it gets. So, um, what's your what's the most unexpected song on your playlist? And I'm gonna do my my cool little. Uh, explanation this would normally be called a guilty pleasure but uh we don't believe it guilty and guilty pleasures here at b-side ourselves because you can listen to whatever the fuck you want to listen to yeah and i had a hard time with that because i don't think really anything's too unexpected for what i, I said you to. have a wide range so i your put your first song was a hardcore song and then your <laughs> most recent song was carly red Jepsen. yeah so. so i put casey musgraves lonely weekend because it's one of the few like country artists i really enjoy that's i feel like that's a good yeah this country music sucks. Yeah, so I was I like, oh, for the most part, some there's, some, all right. there's some very few and far between I've enjoyed. 
All right, last last one. What is your what is your lineup for your ideal heaven concert? Living or dead is fine. So like three to five bands or acts. So I did five, and it would be Thursday, Gaslight Anthem, uh, Frightened Rabbit, Bruce Springsteen, and Coheed. I'm I'm so glad that you said Coheed last because I was about to go what <laughs> when, when you hadn't said them yet. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Very cool. Bruce Springsteen, quite the outlier there. And not not as the headliner of that group, too. Yeah, uh, I mean, Cody would headline, but, you know, Springsteen would be there hanging out. Hey, you know, it's heaven. Where's anybody got to go? Everyone, all, Every one of those bands has a full headlining set, so it's a very long concert. Yeah, I'm, I still beat myself over never seeing Frightened Rabbit live and never being able to now. I've never heard of Frightened Rabbit. They're really good. They were a Scottish band hmm. question for punk or anything but like they they're really good i highly recommend it question for both you and josh because you both are coheed and cambria fans i we're in different we're on different levels of that though i, <laughs> I, say. I was a fan a pretty big fan of coheed and cambria up until no world for tomorrow and then i stopped listening for some reason what's a song after no world for tomorrow that i should hear <laughs> There's a lot because they've had like four albums since then now. Hold on. Yeah, they had the Aftermath, the Year of Black Rainbow. So, well, don't Color worry about the Black Sun. Rainbow. I uh, think that's the one I heard that I was like, eh, I'm done with Coheed. That was a, it, it, a lot of bad things were happening around that time of that album. Then what did you say the last one you listened to was? Like the last one I enjoyed was No World for Tomorrow. Oh, man. Yeah, there's and some good stuff. I think I heard Year of the Black Rainbow and just didn't care for it. They, and then just. They worked with the producer because they worked with Atticus Ross on that. And it just stylistically was not a good fit. And it kind of brought down every. Like they made some weird production choices that there was like some weird industrial elements to it. They had the drummer from Dillinger Escape Plan fill in. Hmm. So I, I, have some su- I have some suggestions. Is anything um, as good as Good Apollo or Keeping Secrets? Because I loved those two. The, the newest album I would put up there with those albums. Unheavenly really? Creatures, that whole album is... And even the Afterman albums are also close to that level. Like They had a huge, huge comeback resurgence with a few of these albums. Because the biggest thing was they got their old drummer back, Josh, and he was a key part of that band's like creative direction. Okay. So I know... I know most of the stuff that you like. I, I, uh, my heavy, heavier listening, like the stuff that I know is the same stuff that you know. And then I started listening to Coheed more after becoming friends with Joe and again. And I will say that, uh, Island and Here to Mars off of The Color Before the Sun are two of my favorite, like, songs in general ever. Not just what is Kobe it? Jones. Island, Island. It's the first track, and then here to Mars. Okay, Checking and then out. and then I would do. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, there's two off Dissension I really like that are back to back. It's Number City and Gravity's Union. Oh, let me go down. I wasn't in Dissension. Gravity's Union's a what? Number City. Okay. And if you want, if you want your 
character, if you want a new, uh, but also characteristically long and about crazy sci-fi type uh, Coheed song, you got the Dark Sentencer off their off of Unheavenly Creatures. But I do recommend listening to the prologue and leading into it because it just makes it even more fun. I, so then that makes it like a almost. I mean, that's 10 how they song. are. I would listen to the whole Unheavenly Creatures. Oh album. yeah, well, like yeah. that. That if I had to like pick, like okay, you haven't listened to Coheed in a while, I'd hop back with that. Yeah. I just I I like to t- I I went with Island and here well just because I like those songs but they're also like they're they're coheed without being like quote unquote co- like they're like more like it regular was, songs than they are like here I'm telling this yeah they story. That, that whole album was a departure because it has nothing to do with like the sci-fi story they've been telling right. yeah so it's yeah just they're that, just good songs they just want to make like a poppier rock album again wait which album was that Island or uh color before the sun okay so all the other ones are still part of the storyline yep just color before the sun's the only one that's not okay cool like, face, don't guys. tell them that one no oh that's fine those songs are great island gets me so pumped up that song is i'm excited to hear it yeah I, seriously i was a huge fan like i made a video to the crowing in college during my video production class. Like I really liked in keeping secrets of silent earth. <laughs> yeah, it was you're the black rainbow is a hard album to deal with. <laughs> and that's coming that, and that's coming from like one of the biggest Coheed fans. Like it's just, there's very few songs I go back to on that album. Danny, I don't know if you know this, but Joe is my beer pong partner and our, um, we have jerseys that we got made. Well, they're just t-shirts, but and our team name is Joheed and Shrambria. You have told me this in the past. I know, but I didn't think I told you on on mic. So, but speaking of t-shirts, didn't you get something in? I did. I got the Segway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to tell you something about them off mic. But uh, oh no, <laughs> there's a there's a. Well, I'll just tell you there's a flaw on them. So I'm already working up the. Like the reship, but it's not crazy. By design? No, no, no. There's like a there's a remnant of like another screen print on my our oh. screen print on all of the shirts. Which all I right, love. all three. All right, well, thanks we, for being we should on do the some... show, Joe. Yeah, no problem. It's always fun to come. Um, out. excuse me. Oh, did you have something to say? You don't want to do weekly rewinds in oh, yeah, God, MTF sorry. that we do every week. <laughs> <laughs> I was throwing off when we have a good guest. Yeah, you know, nah, I'll say it off air. <laughs> All right, so weekly rewind. Yeah, um, I got a few. So, yeah, I have, I have a couple. I have three. You go um, first. So, uh, Lipstick Jody uh, came out with a remix of one of their new singles, and um. I, I wasn't going to share it because I've been sharing songs of theirs every week, but then I realized who remixed it, and I was like, oh, no, I have to share this because Joe showed me this other group. So uh, Lipstick Jody's song Notice, and they did now now did a remix of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. I don't think it's as good as the original, but the, I feel like they're, I really like the original. So Yeah, so it's, 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 about it's it. very few, far between remixes. I like better than the original. So... Um, and then uh, Cypress Hill has a new song that's pretty good. It's called Champion Sound. 
Um, besides Lipstick Jody, the only things that I found in my uh, in my like new playlist were some like '90s hip hop stuff that I liked. So the, this Champion Sound is good, and then um, a rapper named Mercules. Um, I don't. It's spelled like Hercules, but with an M. So it might, might be Mercules, I guess. And did a song with Bone Thugs and Harmony that sounds like a sweet old Bone Thugs song. Um, and I, I shared it for two. Re- I'm sharing it for two reasons. One, because I, I really like it. Uh, it. Takes me back to like something that they would have released in the '90s, early 2000s. But I also um like it because i shared a what the fuck song that said bone thugs was on it and it was just that they sampled their song this actually has three members the three most prominent and most talented members who i didn't know were still friends with each other um uh on the track with multiple verses so i was like excited that it was real so and not just a sample those are mine for this week nice all right uh, I've got 21 Pilots has a new song. It's a fun little mm. indie pop song. Shy Away. No, it's it sounds, good. It sounds like Phoenix. Yeah, and I love Phoenix. Uh, Mitt Romney. Or Rip Momney. <laughs> the one that makes fun of Rip. Mitt, Mitt, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. I talked yeah, to him in that the past guy. episode. Yeah. Uh, song called Set the Table, which is fun. Featuring Claude. Uh, Le Peche. Uh, it's a pop punk band. Elbow Grease is a good song. Um, the new AFI song, people are either going to truly, truly hate or dig. It sounds so much like a Depeche Mode song. It's, they are not. They're really, the they're really going full new wave with some of these songs they've been doing. I actually like, really I'm into like it. it. Yeah, I'm into yeah. it. But I know, I mean, I feel like most classic AFI fans are over the band anyways. Yeah, because they haven't put out punk. Gone. But this, I feel like they've really found this like, new sound that i'm digging it's very good I, I like it yeah and the baseline in that dulceria song is so cool dulceria is really good that was my favorite of the two they put out yeah and then uh taylor swift dropped her fearless taylor's version and she has a b-side on there called mr perfectly fine it's actually a really cool jam go taylor <laughs> that's all i got um, I would add just the Brockhampton album that came out last week is really, really good. I didn't write that down, but I listened to that whole thing and jammed it. I just didn't write it down. Yeah, it's it is really album. good. Joe, what are your thoughts on the Prize Fighter Inferno? Oh, I like that. I forgot they put out another song, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think it was this week, but it was. No, yeah, it came out a couple weeks ago now, I think. They have an album coming out that I pre-ordered. So I think it's really cool. It's Claudio's like side project that he does. It's like more electronic based. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, and then there's like a a random internet friend, like a Twitter friend of mine, was like, "Hey, I saw you post something about Coheed. What do you think about this?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't you know this exists?" I'm, I'm yeah, it's need... it's fun. He just there's some really good songs he's done with it. Yep. Oh, can we end this on one other thing? Have you looked up the record store day releases? No. Well, I have. Oh, do you have a list yet, Joe? I think I had a couple written down. Some that I'm hoping to find. One, from first to last, my diary, Teenage. I, I did like, see that. I want that album. Um, Census Fail, Let It Enfold You. I want to get that. Yeah. I know it's 
some people may groan, but Linkin Park's Meteora. I definitely want I, a copy of that. Hell yeah. I'm not it's a make great fun. album. And though I already own From Here to the Infirmary, they're coming out with a special Alkaline Trio. It looks sweet with the splatter. Yeah. That one. I mean, I, I already own it, so it's not the end of the world. But uh, It looks like the guy from Muse has a solo album coming out on Record Store Day, which I'm kind of curious to see how that is. The guy from Used? Muse, Matt Bellamy. Oh. I was like, Bert? Solo? <laughs> no. Muse is one of those bands pick up I that love, a- hate. AWOL Nation? No, oh, good. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Gorillaz box set, too, which I might try to pick up. I don't want to do box sets. They're always so crazy. Yeah. Ooh, Black Sabbath, what? Master of Reality. Colored vinyl, poster, slim, LP, and slim box. Oh, they're doing Heaven and Hell, too. Oh, it's a picture <laughs> disc. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want that. I hate picture discs. I've got one, and it's fine. It's The Cure's Greatest Hits, and it's the only other record store day I've ever stood in line to get. I was in Chicago. My Uncle Brian and me went. It was cool. Yeah, I think I only have one. I think I, I have the Hot Water Music Alkaline Trio split. Ooh. Also, we have uh, a Goofy Movie soundtrack on Picture Disc, and that's pretty great. You have that, or that's coming out? No, we already have that. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. I would buy that one. And I got Anne, what was it? Princess and the Frog. So most of the Disney ones are on picture disc. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, I got that. That um, <laughs> What was it? It's the like the, sim- the symphony suite from Galaxy's Edge. It was John Williams' like last Star Wars thing he did. I mean, I say that like he's dead. He's not dead, but he said he wasn't doing Star Wars anymore. Um, and he also won a Grammy for it. So I was like... Okay, yeah, it was it was a picture disc, so I I picked it up because it was that they weren't going to release it any other way. So, also the score to one of my favorite horror movies, Trick or Treat, is you know, oh that's a cool one. That's really cool. And then the other sides, it's bitten. Oh, nice. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good talking vinyl, guys. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have any what the fuck songs? I don't, because I didn't find a lot I cared about. I have one. Oh, you do? I do. It's not new. It's not a new song. Like, a lot of times, these are new songs. But it fits the theme So uh, the, of the episode. Uh, I found this while I was researching Taking Back Sunday. And I thought, oh, I have to. this has to be my WTF. And I have to share it with them if they don't already know. You might already know, but in case you don't. I have not heard this. I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, that was bad. Not great. 
like a sappy country song. This is Take Back Sunday doing a Green Day cover. Like, what is this? His vocals are all over the place on that. When you well, hold that, up. Like, We're gonna... High harmony, and it sounded on the bot like, oh. <laughs> if we're going to talk about covers they did, where can I find it? Which one? I don't know. There was like a, I feel like they covered a song for like a Tony Hawk thing or something. I thought that one was good. No, I know it was a good okay. one. I was trying to find yeah. it. I don't remember. I feel That's like it was a Fox Brain Lynch song. Egg. They had a lot of bands do songs on there because I know Thursday did a uh, American Wasteland. Yeah, Thursday did a Buzzcocks cover for that. Yeah, Suburban Home, I Like Food. Ooh, and My Chemical Romance did Astro Zombie. Oh, that was a good album. Sonic Producer Saves the Day. It's been a while. (laughs) Do we do do that for one of our things sometime? (laughs) No. No. Ooh, we should do it from Autumn to Ashes album. Great idea. It's, it's a band I've heard about in a long time. I like them a lot at one point, and it's been a long time since I've heard them. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, Danny, now we can <laughs> we can call it a day. Um, do you want to do a? Oh, Joe, do you have anything that you'd like to promote or plug nah, while you're here? If, if you want anything, if you want bad takes, you can follow me at Joe and Cambria on Twitter. There you go. Do I follow you on Twitter? Well, I, I know it started to today. Ah, yeah, I did. Because we're going to be friends after all this is over. That's I like you your think. music taste. <laughs> um, Danny, tell uh, tell the listeners about what we got coming next week. Yes. So next week we are having Jordan Davis from the band Compose the Way on to talk oh. about her EP. And also her future musical path and what she's going to do next. Because the EP is amazing. So if you haven't checked out Compose the Way, make sure you do. And we're going to find out her music tastes and stuff like that. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Probably the most professional person we've had on the podcast. So we have to be legit. Ooh, Too okay. legit. To quit. I'm scared. <laughs> now, now I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, I had to go through her secretary to get the scheduled so oh no i'm, I'm feeling sick <laughs> josh calls <laughs> off Ooh. But yeah that's gonna be a great episode what are we doing after that do we have any other plans um after that we have uh what uh filmmaker podcaster former band guy um actor wrestling fan wes allen coming on <gasps> to talk about texas, texas is, the, is reason. the reason yeah texas yeah. is the reason i was born in texas and that's the reason this song or the album is awesome man <laughs> there you go old man emo as he calls it so i'm rules <laughs> yep. so that's Coco, what we, yep, those are our next two weeks and then obviously at some point in the not too distant future we'll have joe back on to talk about a coheed album that'd be sweet um, and probably many other things over the course of, of time. But um, thanks for coming on, Joe. Thanks for yeah, listening, no everybody. Thanks for me. And um, we will check you guys next week with Compose the Way. Woo woo. Bye. 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 <laughs> Man, we need to think of a way to end podcasts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. 
Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Former Critics. Check them out at formercritics.bandcamp.com. <laughs>